Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, still not quite at the Folk School Coffee Parlor, but the one and only Jerry Springer. Jerry. Oh, thanks for having me back. This makes, you know, we record usually on Tuesdays. And I, if on weeks we don't record, I, I, I kind of don't know what to do. Well, you can I'm, fake I'm, record. You yeah, can so you, you can just set your phone up and talk to yourself, dude. There you go. Is it? Isn't this a fake record? The mic's no <laughs> <Yeah, well, laughs> You mean pe- people are listening to this? Not oh, many. Oh, don't man. worry. No wonder <laughs> I get the looks I get. Yeah. yeah. And actually, watching on Facebook Live, wave to the camera, everybody. Facebook Live. Hey, I we appreciate so. you guys. And Facebook Live people get to see what I'm going to describe. But we had uh, a guy last week, uh, and he's, he has a basis with him. His name is Rich Henderson from Coleman, Alabama, although at the moment he's in College Station, Texas. And uh, they are uh, performing uh, in that area. and Well, actually, more the Midwest, to be honest. But uh, Rich is living down there. But they are... And by the way, and Megan commented on this on our last podcast, they were on with us last week. They're great, by the way, great Appalachian music. And again, his roots are in Alabama, uh, but that music speaks to, they call it red, red clay rock and roll. And it speaks to people all over the Midwest because we have so much influence of the Appalachian mountains through, you know, Kentucky, where I live. Megan lives in Kentucky. Jerry's wife is from Kentucky. So we all are very Kentucky based. So the and and Rich Henderson, Megan, would you agree? Is has kind of a biblical look. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, yeah. He, casting he the could, Bible. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God, he could I be think the star. I think more. I think more Jesus than Moses. <laughs> there you go. Well, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, he's more Jesus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So he could he could be in Jesus Christ Superstar and Young go. Ethan. Young Ethan has like just a big ass beard. And maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. In a minute, Megan's going to swing back and have a conversation with those guys. We're looking forward to that. Stick around. The music is awesome. Yeah. He's more, he's more Monday night raw wrestling. There you go. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 yeah you, I could see you as a, yeah. I can't believe me, that you are able to I'll make that reference. Getting, Jerry. getting into the ring. <laughs> yeah. Because I myself, I myself came from that business. I wrestled in that league myself, so I relate. Okay, now, uh, Jerry. Yes. uh, The Jerry Springer podcast is essentially, we keep saying this because it's the truth. Jerry's commentaries are really good, man, because he digs in, has some viewpoints and some uh, hooks on things that our rest of us don't really think of. So what caught your interest this week? in the national news. Okay, well, um, having reviewed the briefs and having heard the oral arguments, the nine justices of the Supreme Court will soon render their decision on whether Roe v. Wade is to be overturned or simply chipped away at. The constitutional right established or affirmed back in 1973 of women having dominion over their own bodies of whether abortion is to be the woman's choice or whether that constitutional right is to now be erased 
and the decision instead to be vested in state governments. Admittedly, there is a lot of irony here, not to mention hypocrisy, in that the conservatives who are constantly screaming freedom and liberty and government ought to stay out of our lives when it comes to mandates for vaccines and wearing masks and toting guns, well, they are now perfectly willing to order women to continue with an unwanted pregnancy. Apparently, wearing a mask is a greater infringement on personal liberty than forcing a woman to carry a fetus for nine months. But putting this hypocrisy aside for the moment, conservatives may well have come face to face with the old saying, be careful what you wish for. For you see, among the cases the Supreme Court is now dealing with regarding abortion and the relative fate of Roe v. Wade is the Texas case where the Justice Department and a group of abortion providers are seeking to block a new law passed by the Texas state legislature, which forbids abortions past the first six weeks of pregnancy. Now, since most women don't even know they're pregnant at that point, that would effectively ban all abortions. Currently, abortions in America are legal up to about the first 24 weeks, because prior to that time, a fetus is highly unlikely to be able to survive outside the woman's body. That is to say, it is not independently viable. What makes this case unique, however, different than all the other legal challenges to a woman's right of choice, is that perhaps, perhaps recognizing that their new law flies directly in the face of the Constitution, the legislators put in what may be called the vigilante provision. That is, so as to avoid judicial review where they know their law will be struck down, they provided an avenue for civil action, providing specifically that any citizen anywhere in the United States can now sue anyone who provides assistance in the carrying out of an abortion in Texas, be that the doctor or even someone who simply drives the woman to the abortion clinic. You don't even have to know the woman having the abortion or even live in Texas. And upon a finding that the abortion did in fact take place, you can recover an amount no less than $10,000 with no upper limit from the doctor or helper. You can imagine the chilling effect that that would have, in fact is having, on anyone providing abortions in Texas. Indeed, since the passage of that law, there have been hardly any abortions carried out in the state, and virtually all the abortion clinics in Texas have now closed. No question, happiness for all the anti-choice folks. But as I said, conservatives who've been waiting for this day for some 48 years now ought to be careful what they wish for. You see, if the Supreme Court ultimately upholds this law, that is to say, finding that states can avoid judicial review, that they can ignore one's constitutional rights by simply arguing that it's not the state enforcing an unconstitutional law, but rather private citizens through their threats of or actual filing of expensive lawsuits. Well, that might well make conservatives and right to lifers 
happy for the moment. But think about this. If the Supreme Court condones this technique of avoiding constitutional protections by letting legislators write laws permitting private citizens through civil suits to violate women's rights, then what's to prevent blue states, that's democratic states, say New York or California, from passing the same type of laws as regards other constitutional rights, such as the right to own guns? How about a law that says any citizen anywhere in the country can sue any other citizen for at least $10,000, no matter where they live, even if they don't know the parties involved, if the person they're suing owns or possesses a gun that injures another person or property. That would certainly discourage gun ownership. The point is, the Constitution is our cherished document that is supposed to guarantee the protection of our individual rights. And if the court is willing to permit states to skirt around these constitutional obligations, then none of our rights are guaranteed. Does the NRA believe for a second that if the Supreme Court permits this kind of avoidance in abortion cases, that gun owners or sellers or manufacturers of guns won't be next in line defending against lawsuits seeking damages well north of $10,000 if their gun ever hurts someone or strikes fear in someone. While conservatives may well be celebrating their victory over women's rights, if that comes, they'll be losing their Second Amendment rights in the process. For this reason, if for no other, I think there is no way this admittedly right-wing Supreme Court won't strike down the new Texas abortion law. I believe it will be struck down. It's this simple. If the choice for right-wingers comes down to saving a fetus or saving their guns, the fetus has no chance, which is why, in the end, the Texas law will die. No, that's outstanding. Wow. Hey, by the way, Jerry, in addition to that pressure, that intellectual pressure that you just outlined, if they ever dare to directly or indirectly, and as you point out, if you shorten the time period in which you can get an abortion, you're indirectly killing abortions. If they ever really did that, they being the Supreme Court backing these conservative state legislatures, they are now governing against the will of the people. Because I want to tell you something, and I, all kidding aside, I follow a lot of media, including listening to Catholic radio. There is such a thing. And I tune in to those, and they're essentially news stations and uh, uh, theological stations, to be honest. And it fascinates me. It's my history. Some of it, I think, is uh, absolutely hypocritical and insane. And some of it, I find, is stuff that that are my theological roots. So it's a mix. But let me tell you something. They were lamenting the other day on National Catholic Radio that surveys show A, more Catholics voted for Joe Biden than Donald Trump. 
Oh, that's a surprise to a lot of listeners, I bet. And number two, most Catholics, we're talking about in the USA, support a woman's right to choose up to an extent. I mean, you know, partial, so-called partial birth abortion and uh, some things that are kind of at the radical end. A lot of people want to have a lot of conversations about maybe me, maybe me included, but a woman's right to choose is popular even among Catholics where this whole thing started. And so it is a thorny issue. Good job on pointing all that stuff out. Yeah, thanks. Although I will say that I was just talking about the Texas law. Right. As we speak tomorrow morning, the oral arguments for the Mississippi law. There you go. I know. Which is a direct attack on Roe v. Wade. That is being heard. And honestly, with this Supreme Court, I'm I'm not optimistic. I don't know which way they're going. They're going to go. Uh, but they may just strike down Roe v. Wade. Yeah, but and, that's and what I'm saying is if they dare to do that, it's kind of oh, yeah. like what you said. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, because let me tell you, if you want to win, I mean, this is the cold politics of it. If you want to win the midterm congressional elections, strike down abortion. Mm-hmm. Because you and I know, Megan knows it too, it's passion that runs electoral victories. When people are pissed off, they turn out. And if you want to piss people off, you start after having packed a court with conservatives, that's what, and deny Barack Obama with over a year to go to put a to put a Supreme Court member in with this BS argument, oh, we're only a year away, we'll let the voters decide, and then totally change that, you know, when the situation is reversed, that is a no, that has annoyed the hell out of people. So if they do that, and I know that this, they're going to hear the oral arguments uh, tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, what, the 1st of December. Yes. And then they're going to decide what probably in February or so. So it's the, the decision is not imminent. We may get some clues tomorrow from. The oh, Mississippi. right. Right. We won't get the decision tomorrow. No. Right. You're right. Anyway, it's it's fascinating. Hey, before yeah, that, we go, that's yeah. a great one. Other thing, that, that's a great subject for a future podcast. And I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I do believe I believe the Democrats are going to have a real tough time winning the 2022 congressional races just because no that's pretty, yeah because normally the party that's out of power in the presidency really picks up in the first midterm election however and i believe that that the major reason that biden won in 2020 is because women came out and voted against trump it was just yep. too much regardless of what your politics were Trump was too much for a normal person or a person with kids, particularly a woman, to accept that kind of a character. However, and so with Trump not on the ballot in 2022, I think people that are just tired of having to defend Trump because he was of their party are going to come out and feel really good and the Republicans will win. Except 
if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, yeah, I think women will come out with a passion next year. My point. And I think yeah. that it's the Democrats' best chance of winning I'm with is, you. is millions and millions of angry women that, regardless of their religion, just don't like the idea that a bunch of politicians sitting in the state house will decide what is the most significant decision they have to make about their own lives. And, and if men carried a baby for nine months or fetus for nine months, this legislation wouldn't even be a conversation. Well, and, and men never would agree to this. You guys are talking the politics of it, which obviously is the reason that we're here. But let's not forget, like, the reality of it while this is all going down. These are people's lives. These are women who may not be in a position to, you know, and I appreciate the pol- like the, the foresight that you guys have of being able to put that together in a political kind of strategy and see where it falls in, in a political strategy. But in the meantime, you talk about women coming out because they're angry. They're also going to be coming out because their they're lives scared. Have been, have, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a lot. So I, don't, I think it's important to talk about the political, but not forget, like these women in Texas know where to go with these. women. Imagine. You know, you know, you, do you know what caused uh, and again, I'm you're uh, kidding aside, you're so much younger than us. And I tend to forget when it would be reasonable for somebody your age to have really tuned in and followed this stuff just because of age. You may have been sure. too young, not even born. She wasn't born. Abortion wasn't. Probably wasn't born. Abortion rights, mm-hmm. the right to choose, came from doctors and nurses and midwives who said, right, Jerry Springer, women are dying with what we call back in that time period, back alley coat hanger abortions. Exactly. So you were right to say, Megan, hey, this isn't just political strategy and lobbying, angling for votes. This is life and death stuff. So if they have the audacity, they being this newly conservative PAC Supreme Court, the audacity to strike down a woman's right to choose. Like Jerry Springer said, be careful what you wish for, Mm -hmm. because Megan's right. It'll cause hardship and in some cases death. And it will also cause a backlash where, Jerry, you are so right. You always, the party in power always loses seats and often control of the House and the Senate if they come in with all three, which we did. By, as you said last week, Jerry, the slimmest of margins. Do you realize the Senate is 50-50? Yeah. And the House is only controlled by Democrats by what, four votes? Yeah. I think it's like that. So this is and Joe Biden, as you said last week, is winning these this incredible record because he knows because he's a good man and he's a negotiator and he can pull all these crazy ass forces together. But on this Supreme Court thing, of course, we're supposed to lose the House and the Senate. I'm not Gene Gavin's not going to be weeping if that happens. I, I will be I don't want it to happen. We'll work that it not happen but I'm a political realist, it's likely to happen. And wouldn't it be something if these fools try to govern against the will of the people yeah. and strike they down, overplay, their, the, hand. overplay mm-hmm. their hand in Mississippi 
dude, that's what they better watch out for. I am fascinated by this, but I also take it extremely seriously. As you said, Jerry, it's a bunch of old white men. It turns my stomach. I'm an old white man, too. Yeah. It's a bunch of old white men telling young women what they can or cannot have, living with the hypocrisy of a reverse position on getting vaccinated, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they, the they're saying, you can't tell me what to do with my own body. I'm not going to get vaccinated. You right. can't tell me to wear a mask. This is America. It's freedom. It's liberty. But Ridiculous. you, woman, yeah, get in the kitchen and keep yep. the fetus. Yep. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going to bring on in a second. Uh, a fun, lighthearted conversation. Yeah, here aren't well, you happy to be on this, Rich? Yeah. Well, 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 hold on. Let, let me, let me, <laughs> yeah. before oh, we do so that. I don't even know if they agree with us. <laughs> Megan, before we talk to Rich Henderson and uh, young Ethan, let, let me just mention something. Because to lighten this up some, this we are coming up on the holiday season. By the way, Jerry, happy Hanukkah. That season oh, is coming up. And to be honest, we have in our podcast family a mix of Christians, Jews, probably agnostics, atheists. We got probably the whole mix here. But uh, we have had in years past when we weren't thwarted by COVID-19, joyous celebrations at Gene Galvin's joyous. penthouse at Gene Galvin's <laughs> penthouse condominium. Let's cut all the bullshit now. Gene yeah. Galvin lives large. What makes it a penthouse? There's no one under you. There's no one above you. There's a garage. A penthouse okay. is usually <laughs> okay, penthouse man. usually you're higher than somebody else. His own well, higher, higher than the garage. <laughs> higher than the garage. You're higher than the garage. That's the only hate, thing you're higher. I hate. I hate you, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is dead true. There's only thing above <laughs> me is the car. And it's, it's a, a one-car garage, too, by the way. It's a walk-up. <laughs> it's a walk-up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, by the way, my, my wife my wife keeps saying, don't you think we ought to move because we're not going to be able to get up those steps? And I said, turbo chair, baby, turbo yes. chair. We got to we'll, do that. We'll play that commercial next week. Uh, anyway. So we have this, this opulent, I mean, it's God, he this big celebration at the Galvin uh, penthouse. <laughs> and <clears throat> corporate gifts are di distributed, right, David? Get David Proust on mic. No, I'm an old. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> so we have this big spread. And we have, and then all the little. To be children. honest, your wife does. Bonnie does. She always. Bonnie, does. She does beautiful. Yes. We have a lovely time at your house, but do not let Gene Galvin bullshit his way through this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It yeah. is yeah. Bonnie who puts the work into the, it, and it and is lovely. And Megan, and all the little children in the neighborhood come outside our window and carol us. You know that. You know that, Megan. You've seen it. You've seen it and heard it. No, Gene, I haven't. Anyway. All of that has changed by screw you COVID-19. So I'm thinking, I don't know, in the next week or two in the upcoming uh, recording sessions, maybe we all, and you know that I require people dress formally for that and long gowns and tuxedos, et cetera, and uh, rented <laughs> tuxes. So anyway, but I'm thinking, 
maybe we should uh, do that. And maybe a future episode would be a, a Zoom holiday party of Hanukkah, Christmas and commer- and commercial Christmas. You know, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't I'm have thinking, a dress that I can wear with flip flops on Zoom, so that's not. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry. Yes, your Zoom calls are all done. You mean we would have to sit here and talk to each other beyond just doing this podcast? Yeah, we would actually sit around. And have a, what is the particular point? Have a few laughs across the table, you know, just sort of talk sports and uh, and the Miss Universe contest stuff like that. <laughs> Jerry, if it would make you feel better, we could put a microphone. Each one of us could still have a mic in the corner of our screen so that you felt you had a purpose or that yeah. say, we have a purpose for you. <laughs> yeah. I could just picture Jerry saying to his wife, Mickey, uh, it's it's Tuesday night. I'm, I'm going to go do a fake Zoom call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be gone she for an hour. She's been married do to a him. fake Zoom call. <laughs> hey, Jerry, before we bring on our musical guests, I have one last question. Yeah. Tell us this gig. Because I heard some other celebrity talking about this. Uh, well, what do you call it? Cameo? Oh, Cameo. it sounds like a really cool right. gig. Tell, <laughs> tell our audience, because you do it, do you not? Yeah, I do it. It's something. an app. What, what is it? What do you do? It's an app you get. Yep. And uh, they have, not counting me, but they have all these well-known people. Yep. And you pick one that you would like them to make a one, two minute video for you saying, hey, happy birthday, uh, you know, happy anniversary and congratulations on your promotion, whatever it is, a personal message. Yes. And for X amount of dollars, each quote celebrity puts up an amount uh, and, you know, it gets to be a nice little birthday gift or whatever that you know, you want to say happy anniversary to your wife. So you find out, you know, you know, which celebrity she might really like or enjoy. And uh, now I, I, I do have a question it. about this. Can I hire you to just say F off Gene twice a week? <laughs> send him that video. <laughs> you don't. I, like that, that. I don't consider you don't have to hire me. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, yeah I, that. that no man, that's a that's a freebie. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but anyway, way, that's what those things are. And if you put it very expensive, obviously very few people will do it, and that means the celebrity doesn't much want to be bothered, right? Um, with it. And if you make the price real low, you get a lot of requests. So, uh, and you know, it's it's not a lot of work, and you get quite a bit of money. Yeah. And you set. Uh, I think it's actually fascinating. You well, set the yeah, price, I, but you set the price for on a given day. You say, you I don't let change. It be yeah. You don't. In other words, okay. if I ever want to do like I do about 10 a day, 10 do to 15 really? a day. Huh. And if, yeah, but it's only takes a, a, a minute. It's, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not very difficult. And, uh, but if I, uh, you know, if one day I decide, because I've been doing it for almost a year now, and if I decide you know, I, I'd rather not, you know, one way to do it is to just raise the price that, yeah. you know, people won't do it anymore. It's just a silly little thing that someone Very got cool. me into and saying, hey, all these other, you know, so it's, uh, but it's not making the world any better, but it does make the people who you give it to. Yeah. They, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice. You know, if, if some when I was a kid, they didn't have that. But if 
if you could get Mickey Mantle or, yeah. you know, or, yeah. you know, or, or Michael Jordan to yeah. say, hey, Jer, happy birthday to you. You know, uh, one day I know you'll be playing with the Bulls. So join yeah, yeah. us, you know, whatever. You know, right. some kid gets that. Wow, that's a fun little gift. And now everyone's on their phone. So all you do is show them the video. Yeah. And it's it's not interactive. So it's it's simply a recorded message that you then yes. send via text or something to the individual. Uh, yeah. Serious question. You must have some sense of this. And I'm not asking the, you to rattle off the people that you see that are on that app. But how uh, how do your prices compare to others? Are you... Do you, are you I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. I'm somewhere right. in the middle. And the, the truth is, and then we, yeah, we, we need to get off this. But, I think it's interesting. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, um, you know, no one's coming to mind because they say, man, this guy's a real talent or he's got great movies out or man, can he sing? It's that because of the show yeah. over the last 30 years, uh, in a sense, I've become an idiom. In other words, if you say my name, everyone is the exact, you know, if you're saying, let's say over Thanksgiving, there was an argument at your house. Yeah. You, Jerry you know, someone says, this is a Jerry Springer moment. Right. Everyone immediately understands what you're talking about. And you yes. have to understand so if, if for you your friends and funny family. Gift, <laughs> yeah, if you want a funny gift to someone or just, you know, roast yeah. them a little bit, you know, imagine on the day before your wedding, you get a... Uh, a video from me wishing them luck on their wedding. So they don't wind up on my show. You know, that's, you know, what a great on, in, the same, <laughs> in the same vein, uh, you came to a wedding. You probably came to both my son's wedding and my daughter's wedding, but I can tell you this somewhere that where you came and it, or it might've been something else, birthday party for me. And one of my friends uh, desperately wanted a picture and got it because you're you're so accessible that way with you and this guy and our other friend who is his wife. And he told me afterwards, that's my Christmas card. And it was. So there's another example. It's it's a it's an iconic picture with Jerry Springer, because a lot of people immediately thought this was back before you did the Judge Jerry show. And they immediately thought of the Jerry Springer show. So, um, yeah. As you have often said, I've ruined the culture. <laughs> you know, everything that's going wrong in America now is my fault. I now, actually well, read articles people, about that very thing. A generation grew up watching the show. Mm -hmm. Well, the, know, funny, I, the funny thing is, is that now with the, with the Judge Jerry show, it is uh, actually... Uh, I don't know that I would say it's the opposite of that, but it's not that at all. It just shows the the no, breath of the It's too late. It's just my one shot of not going to hell oh, is honey. to at least have my last job be something yeah. that you know That's... that parents can let their kids watch. There you go. I'm so, and I'd like to, and Rich, I'd like to uh, apologize to you guys. Uh, you know, I, I've ruined the culture. You know, <laughs> we, we we may not talk again, and I'm so sorry for what I've done to your wonderful country. I, the, the I apologize. And that's a good segue over yeah. Megan to, to yeah. Rich Anderson, our musical guest. Oh. Welcome back, guys. How are we tonight? Very well. Uh, I would like to say there's nothing to apologize for. We loved you growing up. Um, around the time that your show was always on, it was like 
everything else on television was absolutely dog shit. So it was wonderful to have some- <laughs> <laughs> the idea that I could be better than dog shit is so <laughs> I am so thank you. It, Love you. Detrimental to our uh, to our young young brains. I don't think any of us ever uh, were like, hey, we want to be like one of the Jerry Springer guests. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Tell mom that I was coming on the podcast though, because I didn't want her to be like. You and your girl, okay, what happened? <laughs> yeah. That's, right. That's good. My, my um, parents still don't know I do this podcast. They yes, have no idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's my true. wife doesn't know I'm doing this. She <laughs> thinks I sell insurance. <laughs> I, I never we told on Gary Springer. <laughs> well, welcome back, Rich. And this time we have young Ethan as well. And I did not get a chance to talk to you last time, sir. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. Very cool. Yeah. So now we got a little bit of background about how you two met. He stumbled upon you in Eastern Kentucky. Um, so where were you prior to being on the ground in Eastern Kentucky? Um, I was uh, raised in Barron County, Kentucky. So I'm a Kentucky boy also. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, didn't have a whole lot going on. And a buddy of mine was like, you've got to come to this music festival. And so I, I of course did. And uh, I believe we met on a, I don't know. I was bullshitting about cannibalism, I believe. <laughs> As most great partnerships begin. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you do look you do look well fed. Oh, very well fed. <laughs> the joke was I, I've around this uh, this group of people and we call it the Wook Nook over in uh at the festival. And uh I rolled up and he made the comment how cannibals would never eat me because people with tattoos are not uh not as delicious and I've got Oh, right. yeah. oh, I have heard that. They, they, you guys don't taste good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of, he's a chef as well. So it was like a, a real good joke to build some foundation and find out where our spectrum on the humor area right. goes. And it's both very, very. Dark. Yeah. That's where that's, that's my favorite place for it to land. So <laughs> it's good to have some kindred spirits on here. So what, okay. We talked a little bit about your influence, Rich. Where, where, where do you find your influence coming from, Ethan? Is it, are you um, influenced from the Kentucky area, Appalachia? What, what? It's kind of strange. I, I grew up a, like an old school metalhead, I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's different being in a Americana band, but um, you know, as you, you get older, your music tastes change and you, you don't necessarily relate with the things. The angsty teenager doesn't really enjoy them, you know, an adult doesn't enjoy the angsty stuff anymore. So you're in the hip hop with the except, yeah. except Lannis Morissette. She still can be angsty and I still love her. Oh, Lannis <laughs> is the goat. But also very, very strong hip hop influences also. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Kind of all over the place. If it's good, I love it. You yeah. know, that's, that's where I stand. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, this week we, um, we have a song called finally coming. What is this? I can't even right. Finally coming around. Thank you. I can't read my own writing. Um, so tell me about this song, guys. Finally coming around. That song actually was birthed from the, I guess, about two and a half month party that we had where we met in eastern Kentucky and traveled all the traveled all the way to Denver. And uh, where that was the part we weren't allowed to talk about last week. Yeah, I guess so. we did anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole situation, if you listen to the lyrics in that song, it, it very much is a, uh, a telling kind of a chronological telling of that experience and just. After that happened, we were right back into the dive bars playing for 10 people that didn't give a shit about what we were singing. Like we were talking over our music yeah. and stuff. And all of my songs are 
somewhat autobiographical in nature. So, I mean, they mean a great deal to me. And that was a, a very challenging thing to have to come off of this massive high with all my friends back to the grind. And uh, again, kind of a cathartic thing for me to let that song come out and, and be what it is. But that's where it came from. Very cool. Well, here we have uh, Rich Henderson with Finally Coming Around. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks again for being with us again this week. Uh, we've got, again, Ethan, young Ethan and Rich Henderson. Guys, remind us where we can find mo- more of your music. Ethan, if you've got stuff out there that we need to know about, let us know, man. It's uh, Spotify, richhenderson.com, iTunes, Amazon, um, all over the place. Anywhere you can get music pretty much is distributed. He and I are both on social media, young Ethan cool. and Rich Henderson. And um that's about it. Hey, thanks Maggie. so much. Yeah, yeah. You're let cool me, guys. Let me throw really this in real fast. We we were uh, we were all talking before we went on air, and you mentioned something, Rich, 
that you are a student at uh, Berkeley oh, right, School of Music in Boston. Well, they're in Boston. They're in L.A. And I think you said they've got a one branch in Europe somewhere, correct? Yeah, yeah they got a campus in Spain as well. Uh, I'm online uh, pursuing my degree online. Um, so, and it, it's it, people should know uh, Berkeley is is revered in the yeah. in the music sphere, man. I mean, revered. They are one of the best music schools in the United States, maybe even the world. And one of the ugly sides of the COVID nineteen pandemic is that men and women like young Ethan and Rich Henderson. Their lives got shut down. Casey Campbell, Joe Mascherette, and other people. There's a whole string of people that have been on the Jerry Springer podcast. We've come to know Tyler Childers. He's now a superstar. I mean, there's just a long list of people. And their lives were, I don't know, Maria Corelli is another one who has been on our show. Uh, their lives were really disrupted. But on the other hand, You've been able to use this time period to study music through online uh, technology. Yeah. And uh, good for you to take advantage of a horrible situation. Thank you. And try to keep your life moving forward. And so shout out to Berkeley and a compliment to you for being part of that group. Sorry, Megan. Very, very cool. Yep. Well, a lot of this stuff that we've learned and just the three of us, Gene and Jerry, myself, like we've learned that you, you got to find your way through all those stuff. And these gotcha. types of little meetings and these types of things are what kept a lot of people going last year. And into it, this year. So as, as much as we as a society have been joking about Zoom and FaceTime and all this kind of stuff, it has definitely made um, the way that we create art and the way we communicate different but it's also made it accessible so right on megan hills that is the truth and we've done tried to do our little part with the jerry springer podcast because we didn't know rich henderson and young ethan before last couple weeks and here we go again and it's proud to do our small part to try to help these uh men and women stay alive yep Yeah. So while you are checking out more of Rich and young Ethan's music, make sure that you are swinging by our Facebook page and giving us a like, shooting us any suggestions, or just saying hi. We like to know that you're out there. Also, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or anyone else, anywhere else you listen for your podcasts or music. And we are going to listen to one Mr. Jerry Springer and Casey Campbell take us out on with Down by the Riverside. Till next week. Well, I'm going to lay down my heavy load. Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield down by.